Hello, and welcome to Industry Matters. Today, we continue our series on COVID-19. I have with me Rhonda Burmaster and Ty Bello. Rhonda, what have you been thinking about for providers now during COVID-19? I managed a hospital-based DME for 13 years, and I'm also a respiratory therapist by trade, so I've also worked in the hospital side. So during this pandemic, this public health emergency, I've really been thinking about actually all of those in the hospital taking care of patients and what their challenges they're having to go through as they're on the front lines. And then I've also, that's near and dear to my heart, are the suppliers and what they have to go through on a day-to-day basis and how they have to change their mindset, their operations for this public health emergency and change it quickly. So they're going from following a policy to get patients certain equipment to now scrambling to, to still get patients their equipment. But what does that mean for me and making sure I get paid? So they have a lot of challenges ahead of them between that. Also staying on top of inventory levels and taking care of their staff. That's, you know, it's a concern for their staff to be going in these homes to set them up on oxygen, a hospital bed, and trying to make sure they're maintaining the universal precautions. And then they get concerned about, am I around someone that has this virus? Do I carry it for my family? So there's a, there's a lot on their mind, and it's very stressful. So the whole scheme of it, that's what I've been thinking about as this public health emergency has been moving rapidly throughout the country, throughout the world. And then for me, I've been doing my best for our members just to stay on top of the billing and reimbursement updates, trying to um, have those um, conversations with CMS and with um, other payers and Medicare just to make sure that we can um, get information that we need to get our, our out to our suppliers in a timely manner and and properly. That's what's been on my mind during this whole public health emergency. Great. That's great perspective. Ty, from your seat today, as well as your previous life as a supplier, what about you? Yeah, a lot of it echoes what, what Rhonda said, to be honest with you. It's a, a lot about the people that are working there. You know, it's just amazing what these folks are doing on the front lines right now. We're hearing about all the hospital workers, and they are without question, but so are we. And we've got people that are going out in harm's way, you know, on a daily basis. So what are we doing for them? And I know you guys, you guys at BGM have gone, done an amazing, amazing job of getting information out there of, of PPEs and so forth, which has just been fantastic. But a little, a little bit deeper than that, too, is, you know, how, how's your team doing? I mean, how are they doing financially? I mean, you've got them employed. That's great. You've probably applied for the, for the loan slash grant. That's wonderful. But how are they doing otherwise? You know, are they doing okay? And what can you do for them? I've had one provider that I spoke with. He's making, uh, he's giving out his own loans to some of his uh, employees at a 0% interest rate and on payroll deduction when they, when they, everything turns around and gets back because they need a little bit of extra cash because maybe their spouse or significant other, uh, their income has been completely dropped out. So they're thinking things like that. So just how we're working together. And this, I'm saying this to them too, is this is a great time to really build your team. Remember, I've always said this, Ron has heard me a hundred times probably saying this, team building isn't an event. <laughs> you know, team building is every single day. Well, we're going through an event right now that we can build our team that will come out of this. When we do come out of this, even stronger and better than we've ever been before, collaboration, working together, no more of these walls between customer service and and billing department and operations and all that stuff because there's always that friction. Rhonda and I even do a talk about that. This is a time to 
pull those barriers down and see what we can do to make those better going forward. And then on the sales side is, are, are your salespeople actively out there? I mean, obviously we're not physically out there, but are they actively out there changing their physical sales route to a phone call route or an email route or a text route and staying in contact top of mind with the referral community? I mean, that is so vital, so critical right now. And I'm continuing to hear great success stories of people just calling and, and, and just talking to them and just asking them what they can do and how they can serve them. Now is not the time to sell. <laughs> not at all. Now is the time to serve them. Just ask them how they're doing. And I'm telling you, that is, that's great. And people are staying top of mind as referral sources. Great. Just about building trust and relationships right now. Absolutely. Rhonda, what about when we come out of the thick of the pandemic? You know, that's been actually a concern that I've been hearing on a regular basis. What does it mean when we're done? What do we have to do? And that's still an unknown right now. In the meantime, I feel like CMS, and I know others feel the same way, but CMS has really responded as quickly as they can. I feel like they've done a good job all in all for us. They have a lot of red tape they have to work through. It's all suppliers. When you look at CMS and what it consists of, it's a big shift that they have to move. There's a lot of layers, a lot of regulations, statutes that they have to consider and work through those processes so they can do obviously what's best for the, the trust funds and for on the Medicaid services side. But they've done basically what they can to allow us as a DME supplier, a home, or I should say a home medical equipment supplier, to work through the processes. And we're able to work with the hospitals, with physicians, to even get these patients out of the hospital and to keep them in their home. So as Ty even said, you know, the hospitals, yes, hands down, they're front line, but we are too. We are the ones actually going into that home and setting that equipment up and explaining how the equipment works or having to troubleshoot it. So we're, and I know everybody's doing an amazing job out there to do that. But, you know, with that, during this time, we've seen, we're in a truly an unprecedented time where we've seen CMS relax a lot of policies for us in the medical equipment industry, the whole medical equipment industry. And it even feels odd for me to say some of this, and I told our suppliers this when they've asked me these questions, like it's odd for me to say this, it's odd for me to type this, to tell you this, to educate you this way, but it's the environment we're in right now. And what we have to remember is it's temporary. The, the policies that they're um, relaxing are temporary. And so there'll be a lot of work ahead once we get out of that. Um, so really all they're needing right now, if you have a patient needing oxygen or a CPAP, you know, you just need to have an order to set that patient up. But we've gone a step further at VGM to say, um, if you can follow the policy as closely as you can, that's what you need to do. And that way, when you come, we come out of this, you still have that policy met because we don't know what's going to happen once we're out. We don't know if CMS will decide that we can grandfather those patients in or if they have to, quote, unquote, requalify. That's the unknown right now. Right now, I know CMS is trying to get us through this. And that we still have some unanswered questions on how to get through this whole process. But my concern is even going a step further is because of these relaxed policies is the fraudulent activity that can occur. And it, there's, it's twofold there. One is on the DME side, we already have, you know, that reputation with CMS is what they, they, they like to call us a fraudulent industry. I've heard them say that. And I know it's not every supplier that's out there 
the ones that are out there doing the right things, obviously, but we tend to have fraudulent people come in. To, it's a scam, you know, they're trying to make a quick buck. What we can do as a supplier is to look at what we're doing and making sure we're doing the right thing. I always say this is our time to shine. We don't want another black eye. This is our time to shine because we've stressed so much to payers, to the government, you know, to Congress, to CMS to say we're a service industry. And that's what we need to show them that, yes, we're on the front lines too. We're a service industry. CMS does follow patterns. They collect data. That's what they do. And I hope suppliers understand that's what they're doing right now during this time is watching what we're doing on top of it. They know a lot of things that are already occurring that are not, not look, it doesn't look good for us. But the other side of that, the other fold of it is, and I've already even mentioned this to CMS when I've had conversations with them, is while it's great that they've relaxed the policies, it's too relaxed. Meaning any, any business, basically any person can get a supplier number very easily right now. And that's where a lot of fraudulent activity can occur. So it falls on CMS to not allow that. They should have some strict guidelines. It shouldn't be as easy to get a supplier number right now. There should be some guidelines in place so that fraudulent activity doesn't occur with just anybody popping up and taking advantage of that Medicare trust fund. Is that feedback that VGM has given to CMS? We have. VGM has. And that's a great question. Is We have given that to CMS. And other industry stakeholders have as well. And I actually just had a call with CMS and brought that up with them um, to concern. And they know what it is. They recognize it. Their thought behind it is they're trying to make it be getting DMEs equipment or whatever patients need to stay at home easily accessible and not have the red tape. So that's their thought. But they also understand where there's they, they can't control the whole market where people will come in and they are trying to monitor that. And if it gets out of hand, they will shut it down. They will stop it. They can do that. So from what I had heard from them, they understand that and they are monitoring it. Hopefully they will, they will take the right course of action if it gets too out of hand, because we have already heard about it from some of our folks at VGM, just talking, I mean, me talking to members and I know some other folks that it's already happening. So what we need to do, even at we have, and this is a good time to to spotlight our uh, our feet website, where it's for fraudulent activity, where if any of our suppliers know that this is occurring, that this can be reported, and it should be reported, so that CMS can check it out and see what they need to do with that information. We have our feet website that can be found on the vgm.com website, where you can enter the information in it will be taken care of. And that goes internally to VGM first before it goes anywhere. So people know that it's not automatically going out to the government. We are monitoring it at VGM and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Great. Yep. That's a great resource. Can we possibly get too relaxed and lower the expectations of the referral community as it pertains to the new CMS guidelines? Yeah, I, I think we absolutely can. You know, from, from a sales professional's perspective, I'll, I'll speak to that. I think Rhonda kind of alluded to that a little bit in what she was saying, that it could get too, we could get too lax. And, and I think we'll suffer severely because of that. So today, prior to today, it was hard enough for us to get proper documentation. It just was. It was always difficult. Then. You know, when you got a very good referral source that you work with repeatedly, obviously that relationship built and it was easier, it was better, et cetera. And by the way, you know, thank you. You know, thank you, CMS, for relaxing these. 
this isn't a bad thing. Thank you for relaxing these, and thank you, VGM, Rob, to all that you've done to get them to the point to where they are relaxing it. I mean, it's, it's really needed during this time. But, but, but here's a scenario. So they're relaxed right now. We go back into the field of sales professionals, and we share that things are relaxed to the referral community. And the referral community kind of breaks out into their happy dance, right? They say, oh, great. No, we don't have to gather all that information. And then somewhere down the road, as Rhonda, you said, somewhere down the road, CMS says, okay, back to normal. The party's over. You know, whether they grandfather in or we have to requalify, we, we don't know that yet. But the rules are going to change. And there's the nightmare. The referral source will stop the happy dance immediately. You know, and we will go back to, I don't even think we're going to go back to where we were, where it was difficult at times to get documentation. I think it's going to be worse. So, again, I endorse 100% what Rhonda has said. Follow the policies as close as you possibly can. I, I think that is the lesser of two evils. But now for the practicality, the practical side of this whole thing, there will be providers that will be out there that will not do this, that will not follow the policies as close as they possibly can. And they will use that to their advantage and the disadvantage of those that are. For example, Rhonda, you're a company, Rhonda HMA, I'm Thai HMA. Rhonda goes out there and tells the medical community, hey guys, we're going to follow the policies as close as they can be. And that's it. Thai goes out there and says, oh, you know what? We don't have to. They've been relaxed. Don't worry about it. Just send me everything you've got. You can send it over on a napkin for all that matters. I really don't care. I, I can take care of it for you. So Thai HME is looking at gaining market share. I will say it's very short-sighted because it's not truthful. That's the honesty. It's not truthful. They are relaxed, but nobody ever plays from that even playing field. That's the, the bad news about, uh, about that, that people will play from an even playing field here. But I believe in, the, in Rhonda's HME. I believe in that position, and I believe with a good, logical story and explanation as to CMS has relaxed it. However, we don't know what it's going to be like coming out of this. And if you've got a good relationship with that referral source, referral community, they will listen to you because you've already proven you're a valued partner and someone, Lindy, much like you and I talked before we got on the podcast, that you can trust, right? That's it. So I'm in favor of 100%. What Rhonda is saying, that we need to follow the policies as closely as we can, inform the medical community, the referral community, what is going on. But we're recommending sticking to this policy because we don't know what HN, we don't know what CMS is going to do when we come out of this. So let's let's pursue it this way. I'll add on to that. And thank you for the, you know, all that information and for the support, you know, um, but I also look at this even just from a personal perspective, not even a business perspective, is my parents are Medicare age, and they ask me a lot of questions when things occur, when they get stuff in the mail or phone calls, why they do. And they have someone they can reach out to. Not everybody has that. But I, would, I think I, when I tell our members, anybody I'm talking to, I'm like, put yourself in the position of, would you want this to happen to your parents or someone you know that's a Medicare beneficiary? Would you want to put them into where they're giving them equipment but they're not even going to use or even need. And then you're billing the trust fund for that. Why would you want to go? Why would you want to do that? I just don't under, ever understand that. And maybe it's because of my work ethic and how I'm, how I'm built and how I'm supposed to work. But um, that's what I look at it, you know, from that perspective is personally as well. Will this have a damaging impact on the future? It 
we just go out there and literally just take the phone call and, you know, we don't need any documentation and move forward. What are they going to do? Are they going to grandfather those folks in or are they going to go and requalify them? Requalifying is as painful, if not more painful, than finding documentation from a month and a half ago when they had their, their SAT done or they had a blood gas done, right? I mean, it's just, to me, again, it's a nightmare is what I believe. Yeah, it is. And to add to that, you know, these are patients that already have the equipment in their home. They don't understand, I guess, excuse me, why do I need to go see my doctor when I already have this? So that is very painful and damaging. And it can be from the perspective of if you, going back to Ty's scenario of the H&E supplier that's just, you know, doing volume, give me the orders, all the orders that you can, I'll take care of your patient versus trying to be legit and follow policy. The damaging part could be if we just keep taking these orders, We think guidelines were already strict. They could change those and make them worse. They could add more audits onto our our plate that we've already had, that we are already having issues with, with all the alphabet soup of auditors that are out there. We don't want that. We already have enough, but we don't want to add more to that. Ty's group, his sales team, would have, I mean, it's like you said, a challenge to get into that door, not only get into the door, but get that information from the the doctor's office for documentation in a normal environment to add on to that. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's a tough uh, task to, to handle in a, in a post COVID environment. It will be a tough, tough task for them. I, I truly believe that. Definitely. Ty right now, no one's seen referral sources face to face. So how are you coaching salespeople and leaders now during COVID-19 in this environment? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, and you're right, I mean, it's exactly it. I'm telling everyone, don't sell now. Now's the time to serve. So, you know, change that daily route into the phone, email, and text route, and, you know, and rotate those calls. So if you called Rhonda, you know, the case manager at a hospital, and you got through to her last week on Wednesday, this week, send her an email. Just don't always call her uh, or him, you know, as the case may be. And, and then the other thing is to handwritten notes. I, I've heard time and time again from people over these past couple of weeks, and I've been on dozens of calls, and they're saying that those handwritten notes that they're sending to folks that are on the front lines, that are in the referral community, whether in the hospital or in a physician's office, that they're that it's, it's being positively received. And, and it's no sales pitch. It's just hope you're doing well. Can't imagine what you're going through. Looking forward to when this is behind us and we get to see you again. Period. That's it. Even if they talked to them a week ago. Because that's just that that's just rewarding to them. And and going forward, I'm strongly encouraging them and their owners and the sales leaders to put a process in place, a plan in place, and begin to execute that now. We all know that we will come out of this the when. We just don't know when that's going to be. And and shame on us if the doors should open back up relatively soon, whatever that relatively soon means, that we're not prepared to go back out there with a new story. We, we've got, as a marketing person, Lindy, you, you'll, you'll appreciate that. I believe we have got an amazing opportunity right in front of us right now. Unfortunate, devastating for our country, absolutely, COVID-19, no doubt about it. But it is an opportunity for us to go back out into the marketplace, rebranded, I mean, really rebranded as an organization of healthcare professionals that took care of patients in the home setting on these different types of equipment and these different types of therapy and services 
and we could we, we could literally change our brand not just to the referral community but to the consumer community as well during this entire thing none of us would have ever prayed that we could we would go through this to rebrand but it's here so let's use it as the opportunity that i believe is before us yeah what a story it is a lot of times in branding it's oh what is our story you're digging deep you're really trying to to find it and this the story is being written as we speak absolutely and i'm saying to sales reps hey you, you need to have a half a dozen stories of what we did yes for patients obviously HIPAA. don't say their name but what else did we do you know i'm, I'm hearing from different providers that are out there that are, had found some of the test kits that they bought some of the test kits and they donated some of those test kits to their local hospital that's a great story now we don't want to sound like we're bragging but that's a good community-based story because you know Rhonda Rhonda's been doing this for as long as I have people still don't know who we are the the the, the community not the medical community the consumer they, they don't know who we are and they won't know who we are until they need us and then they know who we are so with the branding and marketing Again, through this, we're raising awareness of the consumer and the consumer market as to who we are and the role that we played during this horrific COVID-19 environment. So true, Ty, as you being part of the community, as you mentioned, people don't know who we are until they need us. And that has been our story from the get-go of home medical equipment in our industry. So um, it is true, so true to bring yourself and have those stories collected and whatever it may be, you know, even if whatever you've done to service those patients that are, where you've gone in to take care of patients and gone that extra mile, taking that extra step to help them, to make them feel comfortable with your delivering of a hospital bed or a ventilator or whatnot, you know, that's so important um, to share those stories. Yeah. And I know I said earlier, you know, shame on us, the salespeople don't go out there with a, a new kind of story to tell. Shame on our businesses if we don't rebrand ourselves. I always hear Rhonda when she speaks and she always comments to the providers that are out there. The last time I looked and I walked into your building, I saw your name up there on top of that uh, and in your marquee on your sign. And folks, okay. that typically all people see is that. We've got an opportunity here to let them see that in amazing ways. And I hope you take advantage of it. That sounds terrible, advantage of this terrible crisis, but it's not what I mean. I think you understand my heart here. This is an opportunity that we should be sharing this. It goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. It's our time to shine and show what we are capable of, the service that we provide and what we do, whether it's a pandemic or not, right? So that's what's so important to take advantage, like you said, not intentional, but it's a time to shine to show what our, our, uh, our industry is all about. Yeah, people can't always see what's going on behind the scenes. Like you said, Rhonda, not even in a pandemic. Behind the scenes, HME providers are providing all the things that people need. People just can't see it. And it's almost like the curtain's been raised. And it's like, here, you get to take front and center stage and show the world your impact. And that's what's happening right now. And I think that that will drive, drive the future for our industry. Absolutely.